We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg, yes. down Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? yo what is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 231 on the blue white network i am your host tyler joined by my two guys as always mr malcolm hart and pierre how are you boys doing today i am doing well i am enjoying this lovely weather outside how are you tyler lovely weather my ass but um <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right man malcolm uh, how you doing man Woo! Well, good news for me. I'm actually really enjoying some really good weather. Yes, you are. Boom, in your face. Malcolm, you know what I was thinking of? So I was watching the Super Bowl on Sunday, and when The Rock came out to do the introduction, he goes, finally! Yeah, boy. <laughs> the like, Super oh, Bowl that's... has returned to Los Angeles. I'm like, this is Malcolm's intro right now. Everybody was like, wow, look, that's, it's Malcolm. Yeah, it's Mr. Malcolm, Hart. I'm going to be nice to you. I was going to say something to you, but I'm going to be nice to you. You bring up... Actually, I'm not. What happened last night to the Knicks? Oh, the Knicks? Oh. The shit. I didn't, didn't want to bring that one up. <laughs> The Knicks are the Knicks right now, man. They're playing like hot garbage. You 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 threw that weather thing, booyah, in your face about the weather thing. I, I had to give you like a little jab back. Oh, you, you had to give I mean? me a jab back because of the, the yeah. Knicks? No, it's to the point right now that all Knicks fans completely gave up on the Knicks right now. We could care less what the hell the Knicks do right now. The Knicks are just playing like complete trash. Complete you trash. Blew, you guys blew a 28-point lead. Did we blew three 28-point. We, we blew three 20-point leads the past seven games. That's tough. It was a it was a bad Brooklyn t- or I mean a depleted Brooklyn team. No Simmons, no KD, no Kyrie. And then a depleted Portland team. And then you lost Same. the OKC too, right? Oh, OKC, another de- yep. It is what it is. I just was messing with you because you, you run the weather stuff. We don't we don't even talk about yeah. the next. Hey, Sorry. Piston, Sorry. P- P- Pistons the hottest team in the league right now. Took down the hottest Celtics team down, uh, broke their winning streak in, in TD Garden. Yeah. Hottest <laughs> team, sure. 
They yeah. probably they were on a eight-game losing guys, streak, and then they finally won a game. Fire right now. <laughs> that team was on a nine-game winning streak, and the Pistons took down the flaming hot Celtics. So how about that? Hey, on, on the bright side, we got another high pick with Cade. We got some money to spend in free agency. This is how you could kind of like boost your rebuild a little. Yeah, let's go, man. Okay. Let's go, Pistons. Before we welcome, get, you're welcome. You're welcome to be a Pistons fan if you want. Um, that's eh, not much better here on this side. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll, I think I'll, I'll probably go with like. Golden State or something before I do that. I can't. My my heart can't take this no more. I can't. I can't. I can't take this. I I, I need a winner. I need a winner. At least you got Bama. Yeah, that's true. But the thing is, I'm not so. I'm not investing in college like that, man. So it's not like I can really celebrate and go crazy when they win t- national titles. Like if the Knicks win, I'll be super excited. The Lions win. It's a it's a wrap. Probably gonna pass out. You yeah. you fired for the parade. I hope you would. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I'm going to the parade. That hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, man, like I'm just my, my heart, man. Like just every year. It's all right, bro. I feel your pain as a Lions fan. Speaking okay. speaking about uh, Super Bowl parades, Matthew Stafford getting the job done with the Los Angeles Rams, winning a Super Bowl and a a great game, and he does it in Matthew Stafford fashion, man. A comeback victory in the fourth quarter, man. What a Super Bowl. Unbelievable Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford wins his first Lombardi Trophy outside of his first year of Detroit. Such a bittersweet feeling. Like, you know, the bitter part is, like, this should have been in Detroit. The sweet part is Matthew Stafford fucking deserves this moment, and he played his ass off in that Super Bowl and wins the biggest game of the year and proved a bunch of people wrong. So a very bittersweet moment, but very happy. And uh, congratulations to QB9, man. Matthew Stafford definitely deserves that moment. Yeah, man. Congrats to Stafford. Happy for him, obviously. Grew up watching him. Just didn't work out here for whatever reason. Well, we know why he didn't work out here. You know, you know that meme with like the shitty house and the nice Bugatti? Yeah. <laughs> that shitty house was the Lions and nice Bugatti was Stafford. If we're being honest, I mean, I love the Lions, man, but damn Stafford. it, man, they failed him. So uh, you yeah. got to be honest sometimes, bro. You know, you just like Malcolm said, like our teams are shit right now. You have to be honest. We'll see what happens, though, in the future. Hopefully the the future is trending up for this team. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Congrats, to Matthew Stafford. Definitely did, definitely did what he had to do. But you know who I think I really hope took notice of this? EA freaking sports. Because for the past, I mean, for how many years they've been shitting on Matthew? As far as like his rating on Madden, they've been shitting on his rating really bad, like every single year. Yeah. So ho- hopefully they took notice, and hopefully he's like somewhere in the 90s this year. He has to be. Give him a damn superstar, man. He still hasn't gotten even a superstar. I mean, I'm not even asking for an X Factor. He deserves an X Factor, but he's not even a superstar. He should have the X Factor clutch. I I remember, was it two years ago when they had Andy Dalton ahead of him? And they did, yeah. And then this year was Tannehill. Tannehill is better than him. Like, really? Okay. It was this year before the season. Like, even like he was not a lion anymore. So he's not like getting that line disrespect. Even him, him as a Ram, even though he didn't play a game yet, was was Tannehill above, uh, ranked above Matthew Stafford. Yeah. So even though I'm probably would never use a Rams and Madden, um, I just hope that they give him some type of respect. Yeah. Yep. And uh, before we do it, one more thing is Jason Cabinda received his <laughs> extension with the Detroit Lions, a two-year extension. So he'll be on this football team for the next two years, which is, I think it's expected. Maybe not the terms that we expected. Maybe not two years, but you know they got a deal done with him. And I'm not shocked by this by the slice because we've always heard Dan Campbell praise Jason Cabinda of a guy that he really likes. And, you know, we saw at the end of the year, Cabinda kind of come one of those guys where they utilized him 
you know, everywhere. He's a great special teams player. Obviously, he's their fullback duties. And then you saw when Hawkinson got hurt, he even brought it up in his press conference today. Um, they start to utilize him at tight end. So, you know, this is a guy you just kind of want your football team. He's not going to be the guy that's going to necessarily be, you know, the biggest moving factor to you winning football games. But it's definitely a guy you want in that culture. Definitely a guy you want in your locker room. And if you guys are interested, we actually interviewed Jason Cominda a couple weeks ago. So you guys can go check out that episode. I don't know the exact number, but you guys can scroll down on the on the podcast list, whatever platform you guys are listening on, and you guys should be able to see. It shouldn't be too much of a scroll. But, yeah, congratulations to Jason Cominda, man. It, great story, man. Great story. Yeah, this is an undrafted kid. Worked his ass off for this contract, and I'm happy for him, man. He's 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 he defines Detroit. He's like the definition of Detroit. He's a hard worker, that grinder. He blue collar. Like, I'm happy for him. Yeah, he's one of my he's one of my favorite players. You know, I, I love those 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 you know those guys, those, those type yeah. of players like that just physical, the physical players, and he, he's that. Yeah, crazy story, man. Started off as a defensive player, even when he came here in Detroit, uh, was a linebacker. And then, you know, in 2020, they moved him to fullback, had some success there. And then new regime comes in, keeps him in, and has even more success. And he earns a contract extension. So congratulations again to Jason Cabinda. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now let's get into our scheduled episode that we had. And we're going to start doing some free agent previews of guys the Lions could have some interest in this offseason and some guys that we think could be potential good fits for the Lions. So this episode is going to be spotlighted on DB. So we're going to talk about a couple corners, a couple safeties that make sense for the Lions in the free agent market. And then as we get on till now, till free agency, which is middle of March, I think it's like March 16, March 17, somewhere around that date, we're going to be doing basically a breakdown of every position of that makes sense to the Lions, some good scheme fits, guys that make sense, you know, financially for the Lions. But this episode is going to be spotlighted on corners and safety. So with that being said, Pierre, I'm going to kick it off to you. So I've told you to give me a safety that you thought you would, you know, would make a lot of sense for the Lions, a really good fit. This free agency market, I know you have one in specific. So who is that guy you got? 
this is safety Marcus Williams. He obviously has some familiarity with uh, defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. Campbell knows him as well. And this is a guy who's played in 76 out of 80 games. He's a reliable guy. He has 15 picks, 38 PPUs. He's a playmaker. This year in coverage, he allowed a 54.2 passer rating when he was targeted. So he's great in coverage. He's going to be expensive, though, probably 14 to 16 million. Spotrack projects him at 15 million a year, but he's worth it, in my opinion. This guy's a playmaker. This is something that the Lions don't have right now on the back end of their defense. I believe he's still 25 or 26 years old. So you give him a five year deal, four year deal at 14, 15, 16 million a year. I'm fine with that. This guy's a baller. So, Pierre, I got a question for you. So we talked about this briefly a couple weeks ago on Twitter Spaces. We were talking about unrestricted free agents for the Lions, and we brought up the name Tracy Walker as the name to keep out for. Do you bring him back? Do you let him walk? Or do you upgrade the position? And you brought up the name Marcus Williams a couple weeks ago, and we didn't go too far into the talks about Marcus Williams because we're mainly focusing on the unrestricted free agents but the Lions. But if you're bringing a guy like Marcus Williams, that pretty much has to rule out you know, any circumstances of you bringing back Tracy Walker. Um, I don't think they'd be willing to pay two safeties that much. Maybe they would, but I'm guessing if they give Williams that type of money, maybe you address the other safety in the draft or you find like a cheaper option, a cheaper veteran option. Cause that would be at which you're projecting a Marcus swim to get, which which is also spot track is 14 to $15 million. Tracy Walker probably commands closer to $10 million, maybe a little lesser than that. And, you know, you're, you're talking a little more over $20 million at the safety position. So I don't know if that's something the Lions want to do going forward. Safety is an important position, but is it that important of a position where you want to invest a little over $20 million? I don't know. That might be a little too rich for the Lions. So I think if you do go out and get a guy like Marcus Williams, who makes a lot of sense for this team, I think you would have to prepare for yourself potentially without a world without Tracy Walker's line. But as you mentioned, that's definitely an upgrade for the Lions if you went that route with Marcus Williams. And look, I like Tracy Walker, but... Marcus Williams is like maybe a tier or two above it, right? Um, Tracy Walker, he's he's a good safety, but he lacks those picks. He lacks the playmaking ability. And this guy, I mean, this guy has 15 picks, 38 pass breakups, great in coverage. Walker has kind of been up and down in coverage. You bring in a guy like Marcus Williams, he'll help you in coverage right away. Malcolm, uh, what's your perception on a guy like Marcus Williams? Would you be down to upgrade that position and, and maybe lose out on Tracy Walker? Absolutely, man. I mean, you're you're talking about upgrading the position. So if we're going to upgrade the position, I'm, I'm absolutely down with it. Now, that kind of leaves us as far as who's going to be this other safety on the other side of Marcus Williams. And that's, a, that's something we got to think about. Now, I, you know, as far as what I want, I think that we could probably move one of our corners there. You know, I've been talking about this all year since a certain corner got hurt. I think we could move a corner there and I think they'll, they'll be they'll be just fine. But Malcolm, Malcolm, tell them what corner you're talking about because I I mean a lot of fans could be th- I know who exactly you're talking I'm about. Excited but, about too. Yeah, but there's yeah. a lot of guys that got hurt this year. So you yeah. know, be, be specific. Who are you talking about right here? Jeff Okuda. I'm talking about Jeff Okuda. I think our DB room, as far as our corners, I think is I think is really deep right now. I love our corners right now. Is I think our corners are so good. I was having trouble trying to find a guy who they should pick up. I think they still need a guy like a veteran in there. But I love Jerry Jacobs. I love. You know, Ify, I think Ify could have a big year, his second year. Jerry Jacobs could have a big year, second year. Monier Warrior could take another step in that right direction. He could be a start, a cute, you know, CB1, you know, for this team. And then you're talking about, um, there's another guy. There's AJ Parker. More. AJ Parker's there. I think, I think they're deep. 
they're they're really deep in the cornerback position that Jeff Okuda doesn't have to play corner. So if they could move him to safety and he's okay with playing safety, I think I think he we could get the best out of him playing safety. I think this this is where we'll probably get that value of us drafting him at three overall. You'll get that top value from him if he plays safety. And that, that's just my personal opinion on him. I personally would want to see how he looks at corner because, like, he was a great corner in college. And obviously, they said last year he had a great camp. And I feel like with Aubrey Pleasant and AG, like, if he still has that athleticism, that the Achilles didn't, if he has like a Cam Akers type of like, like, he doesn't lose his juice, he still has his juice, right? Yeah. I want to see what he could do with Aubrey and AG because this is a kid who we thought, I personally thought could be a great corner in this league. And I still do. I haven't given up on him. Um, but if he doesn't work out there, okay, we could move him. But I want to try him out at corner first before we move him to safety. I, I'm going to say this, that, you know, I just would rather have all of our best players out on the field. Because if, if Jeff Okuda starts, you know, you're looking at Amar Warrior as a QB, uh, CB2. You're looking at AJ Parker as a nickel. And then Jerry no, Jacob, uh, your backup. Am- Amani would be your CB. Oh, you're saying if Okuda's as a corner? If Okuda works out as, as a corner, oh, okay. then he, gotcha. you know, is, is good. And you're looking at him either CB1 or CB2, either or. He's starting. You're looking at Monty Warrior, and you're looking at A.J. Parker as, as your nickel. Now you're looking at Jerry Jacobs, who is a capable starter, very good starter, and who knows how much of a leap he's going to take, is now riding the bench. So, I, me personally, just have all your best players out there because you could have a Jerry Jacobs out there. Iffy. Who knows Iffy is, is, a, is a starter, you know? If Iffy's out there, you have another starter. So, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I just don't know because now, if you do get a Marcus Williams, what do you do with the other sa- the other corner spot? I mean, the other safety spot. If you're not going to move one of your corners, oh, there. so what's, your, what's, your, what's the plan? 32, 34, a guy like Jaquan Brisker, Lewis Sign or Scene. I don't know how to say his name. My bad. Uh, one of those guys, a safety. I mean, you can even like the safety is pretty good. At, it's not that deep, but there is some solid safety prospects in this draft class. That works. Yeah, they they could if they draft a guy and. Plug him in right away, plug and play guy. That, There's that, the kid that, out that, of Maryland. His name is Nick Cross. That's this dude's like a kneecap biter. He like he hits like Nino kind of. He he's a hammer. There's another dude out of Auburn, like late round guy. His name is Smoke Monday. This kid is fun too. But he's more like a safety three, maybe okay. like right now. So yeah, just some names for you guys. Yeah, so if you get if you get a Marcus Williams, you could if you draft a guy that, that fixes your secondary problems yeah. right there. Yeah, that, that'd yeah. be interesting because obviously right now, I mean, with Tracy being unrestricted free agent, right now you, you need two safeties out there because uh, you probably don't want to roll with Will Harris as a starter. I think Will Harris is a valuable player on a team. Like As far as a depth player, you could use him in multiple roles if you need him as an emergency corner. He, he could play both the nickel. He could play both outside, and he could play safety as well. So I think he's a guy you want on your football team, but it's not a guy I necessarily want to count on as my day one starter going to the regular season. If it's a one-week thing, sure. If it's a two-week thing, sure. But it's not something you want to count on going to the season. So I think as of right now, you're looking at it. The Lions probably do need two corners right now. You get Marcus Williams. Two safeties. Two safeties, sorry. Um, And and Marcus Williams could be that anchor. He could be the anchor to your defense that you have under a long-term deal. Uh, He's young enough to be, you know, part of your team for a while. So – I think it does make sense, but I think if you do, like I said, go out for Marcus Williams, I think you're probably preparing to move off for Tracy Walker, which, again, it's an upgrade. So you see the standpoint of why they're doing that. So 
it's going to be interesting to see if the Lions want to invest some money. I mean, we saw in these playoffs, some safeties really come up big time in these games. You saw a guy like Jesse Bates uh, from Cincinnati have a really, really good playoffs. And you see the impact that a, a really good safety that kind of just could patrol the field could have on, on the game. And if Marcus Williams could be that guy for the Lions, especially in a scheme like this, I think that could be that, that could be something interesting for sure. I know some people know Marcus Williams about that Minneapolis miracle, whatever. That's yeah, that that was his whiff tackle. But man, other bro, he's this kid's a star. Like he's a star safety. He's really good. I'm willing to pay him 15 million. I don't know if Brad Holmes is. I don't know um, if if they would because when you look at the way they value safety, like they drafted, they just kept replacing him in the draft. Like the Rams didn't pay John Johnson, they replaced him right. Um, so. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think Brad Holmes is going to look at this team and try to fill the holes. And he, I think he knows safety as a whole. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they went heavy as far as money-wise to either upgrade or even keep Tracy Walker. But I think I think Tracy had a un, very underrated year. Yeah. He, he, didn't get, he, didn't get, he didn't get picks. But, man, that dude was a – he – talking about buying kneecaps. I'm talking about buying kneecaps. <laughs> that was Tracy Walker. He was – he sacrificed his whole body almost every single play. Right. Yeah. I love Tracy as a player, but if, if I could upgrade, I'm going to upgrade. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's damn near any position. If you can upgrade any position, that's that's plus. But if they re-signed him, I, I wouldn't be mad. I'd actually be happy, too, because he's a good player. Yeah. And you could probably get him for a little bit, probably even a little bit cheaper than the, than the value, the market value. If he takes a hometown discount, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to do it, but I don't know. Uh... I don't, I don't think it'll take a discount, but like if like say a team offers him like let's say eight and a half, Detroit offers him maybe he's comfortable with Detroit, maybe he takes eight to eight and a half. Exactly. Something like that. Instead yeah. of paying, you know, instead of paying you said fifteen to Marcus Williams. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Maybe maybe a little more, a little less, but right around that range. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're gonna see with the trend maybe that we're going towards in this episode that we're not ruling out Tracy Walker as a return, and we might actually go a route where we like to keep Tracy Walker. But we're not going to bring up resigning, but we want to bring up some new names because you guys all about you guys all know about Tracy Walker. So you guys might see as we talk about some more safeties in this episode, it might be a trend where we're assuming you bring back Tracy and you bring one of these uh, veteran free agents and you kind of complement them together. But Malcolm, with that being said, who's the free agent safety that you know interests you when you look at this market? Man. This I think this pick that I picked up is actually just a fun pick. I just I think it'll just be a great story if this guy were to come to Detroit. I'll, let me say this: I'm gonna say back to Detroit. Oh, yeah, back to Detroit. This is a guy that he, you can tell he he loves it here. He loves Detroit. So I'm not ruling out a a return of Quandre Diggs. You know, Ooh. Diggs since he left, man, he had two Pro Bowls in Seattle. He's 29 years old. As far as what he would command in money, you're looking at. 12 million. Now, do you want to pay Diggs 12 million at 29 years old? Uh, not 100% sure if they go that route, but he could be a playmaker for you. You know, he'll come in and I think he would be an upgrade over Tracy Walker. Yeah. Uh, I, so I don't, I don't know if you guys heard this. This was actually a very low key thing that I just happened to be in, but I was in Darius Slay's live. It was during the Pro Bowl and no one talked about this because it, he said it very fast and no one picked up on it. And it wasn't like something I could like screen record. So I had zone, I had no proof of it because it was gone after it. It's not true then. This is not true, guys. Listen to it, but it's not true. Go ahead, but, but Darius Slay, Quandry Dix, like you mentioned, we're both at the Pro Bowl, right? Right. Uh, Darius Slay went on Instagram Live 
I, I, I would I would think this would be great insult because I don't know the meaning behind it. But Darius Slay shows Kawandre Diggs on his Instagram live. You guys obviously know they're boys. They were in Detroit. They have a very good connection, right? All right. Darius Slay comes to Kawandre Diggs. He go and Darius goes, I know you guys want to see us back in Detroit, but we ain't never coming back. And then he starts laughing. And then that, that was pretty much at the end of it. Oh, wait. So. I mean, I guess I, there's that. <laughs> I mean, damn. Well, damn. Why are you leave Yo, with that? I, I thought you excited. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, why, why no, would you it's a horrible story, bro? Why? No, it was bad. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to get people's hopes up of people think Kawhi <laughs> Diggs is coming back. Bro, why did you lead with that? Why didn't you tell me like, hey, man, I know you're talking about Diggs, but shit. He, there where you said they ain't never coming back. Well, you should have told a, me that. I, uh, I, thought, else. I thought it would be a good story for the pod. I want to bring it up. And yeah, I All right. So guess what, Lions fans? Pride podcast listener, guess what? Uh, we have no shot of digs. Tyler <laughs> just screwed it up. And no, so yeah, no, no, no. I mean, um, I was I was envisioning like a whole like his first game they play. I'm coming home. I'm coming no. home. Malcolm, all jokes aside, though, I think if Detroit offered him a nice contract, I think he'd consider us. I mean, to be fair, Kawandre didn't say it was Slay's mouth. I mean, Kawandre was just there, and he said, he's like, did he laugh? Did he laugh? Or do you snicker? Do you do anything? Well, Slade did one of those things where he was showing him on the live. It was like, you know, he was showing both their faces. And then, you know, he, you know, Slade said, but we ain't coming back. And then Slade's like, you know, he, he took the kind of the phone away and he couldn't really see Kawandre at that point. So, I mean, I, I don't know what Kawandre, I'm, I'm assuming he laughed. I wouldn't like read too much into that. I think yeah, that's what I, said. I, I wouldn't, that's what I said. I think of the grain of salt, I wouldn't put too much behind that meaning. But for the record, I was in this Instagram live and Darius Slade's live. And he showed Kawandre Diggs, and Darius Slay said, "I know you guys want to see us back in Detroit, but we ain't never coming back." So Tyler, um, you're the only one that caught that, though, right? Yeah. So I mean, I guess I, I if you want to take, if, if you want to believe me, if you want to believe me or not, this, it's up this to is you. not true. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I gotta like. I'm telling you, I try to look this up. I try to find a video. There's nothing out there. No one screwed because it was There's it no was proof. fat. There's it no was proof. yeah. There's there's no proof. I can't prove. I don't it. believe this then. But you guys just gotta take my word for it. We have a shot at dig. Let's Yo, go, man. You're tired. I gotta tell you something. Stop the cap. Yeah, stop the cap, man. For real, man. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, though. Um, I wouldn't read too much into that. Like, if Detroit offered them a nice contract, and like, if Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell get to talk to you and Brad Holmes, and they could convince you. I mean, it depends if he wants to go to a contender, or if he wants the bag, or if he wants a certain city. Like all that factors in. So yeah. let me ask you to let me ask you guys. Do you think at Diggs at 29 years old is an upgrade over Tracy Walker? Yes. Thank you. What about you, Tyler? I mean, he's coming off an ankle injury too. You guys gotta factor that in. He got hurt the last game of the season this year. So, you know, how is he gonna return? I mean, um, ankles are usually fine. It's not think like usually significant to alter your game. It's not gonna kill his injury or anything like that. But I mean I think, like you said, Tracy Walker is not a bad player, dude. Like, Tracy Walker is still a very good football player. I think you could compliment Tracy with someone else rather than you have to necessarily replace him with someone who's 29 years old. I think if you go Marcus Williams, I think that one makes sense because he's younger. You know, he's only 25 years old. But, you know, I, I can't confidently say I would take Quandre Diggs at 29 than I would Tracy Walker at, what is he, 26? I think 26? 27, 26, 27. Okay, so – a couple years younger, you got a couple more years left to Tracy Walker than you would out of Quandre. Safety for you know for what it means, you you last a little longer than a corner. So I don't know. That one's tough. I I, I think it's almost 50-50 to me. Maybe you take Quandre, like maybe I'll lean a little more towards Quandre, but 
it's not like it's definitively I would take Quandre Diggs over Tracy Walker right now. Well, Quandre is a playmaker, right? Yes, we talk yes. about playmaking. I believe he had. Let's see how many picks he has in his career. Come on, man. He this dude was a straight ball hawk when they moved. As soon as they moved him to safety, he's like 19 picks in his career, three yep. or 13 with Seattle in three years. Okay, and he had six with Detroit in five years. So once like Seattle knew how to use him right away. Yeah. 13 picks in three years. That's pretty impressive. I just think that he just didn't work out with Pencilhead. You know, Pencilhead didn't know how to use him. I guess he was just Yeah, they just they weren't on the same page. But I think Derek Campbell would know exactly how to use a Diggs. AG and Aubrey Pleasant <laughs> would know how to use Diggs. Yeah, they would know exactly how to use Diggs. So I think I think he'll he'll still be at a Pro Bowl level if he came to Detroit, man. I think he'll I think he'll play very well. And then when a guy is twenty nine, you don't give him a four or five year deal, you give him like a three year deal, right? Yeah. That's what he took. So, and he's coming off too. injury. And he's coming off yeah. injury. He might might be able to get him for cheap. Might be less than twelve. Uh, the only thing I, I I don't think he'll go cheap just because the injury is nothing like Achilles. Like yeah, the guy right. I'm about to talk about, it's a little more serious. So I think you can get him more on the cheaper. Like when you're bringing Kawandre, Kawandre doesn't have to prove anything. It's not like a one year prove it deal where you're getting no. him. You're, you're gonna lock up Kawandre like to what Pierce said. You're probably gonna get him at the minimum two years, the maximum four years probably. Yeah, you already brought up. You have a guy that's maybe. That is hurt. <laughs> Who, yeah. Who's the guy you have? So the guy I have in mind, I would I would take a shot on Marcus May. Uh, you know, I bring him on a one year deal. I bring back Tracy Walker. I think you can bring back both guys at similar cost. I would say they're probably you know both around that eight million range. With Tracy, you're going to give him obviously more years because he's younger, and that's a guy you're going to probably build off of. Marcus May, I would be all down if he you know he'll take that contract for little less years but i think the way it's going to go with his with his injury because he's coming off a ruptured achilles i think teams are going to kind of want to see what marcus may is still of like is he still that guy um that you could counter for multiple years so i think the lines can maybe look at this opportunity you re-sign tracy walker to let's say a three four year deal and then you can go out in the safety market and get a guy who's a veteran who's you know made some plays in this league like a marcus may get him on a one-year deal get him at affordable costs and you know, he could prove himself, and then you kind of make that decision in 2023. But in 2022, you're filling that gap in right there. If you want to draft a guy, you could do that as well and have Marcus maybe your stopgap. You, you have multiple options right there. But I think going to 22 with Tracy Walker and Marcus May, I think that could be a lot of fun. And I would be all down giving Marcus May, uh, obviously, you know, one-year trial if he's, you know, up to it, wants to prove himself. And I think the Lions would obviously give him that opportunity. He could start right away here. And I think it makes a lot of sense for both sides. I actually like that, Tyler. Um, you have a, like the Lions have said they want they want guys who are hungry. Like obviously they tried Pyramid, they tried Williams, didn't work out, but they tried Charles Harris, yep. he worked out, right? They tried Jerry Jacobs, a hungry kid, he worked out, right? So um I actually like that a lot. Yeah, that, that, that yeah, that'll work out. I actually like that. I like that as well, especially with the whole Tracy Walker thing. I know we're talking about upgrading him, but I think he's, I think he's still a really good player, and I think that you know we can still definitely use him, man. So I'm not against of Detroit keeping him. He's a great leader too. He's like the leader of your secondary, and like I believe they call him the quarterback of the defense at one point, didn't they? At one or, point they did. Yeah. So uh, this kid, he's he's talented. He's just not a playmaker yet. Hopefully, he could get that. Get there. Um, if we keep him, hopefully, AP and AG could get that out of him next year. And if not, I honestly wish him nothing but the best. I've always liked Tracy Walker. He's been a good player for us. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, man. And if you go a route with Marcus May, let's say, and it works out, and it, a, it comes a really good duel between those two guys, and they could prove that they could stay healthy. 
you know, then I think you could have the discussion is, do you want to extend Marcus May? Because you already have Walker extended in this circumstances. And then, you know, if, if it's really good and they're making plays, maybe Brad Holmes opens up his eyes. He goes, hey, I mean, if it's working really well on our defense, maybe I'm willing to invest a little more money into the safety group and, you know, we can make that decision. But I think getting a guy like Marcus May, it gives you another year to kind of evaluate. Do you want to spend money on the safety position? Do you want to draft the guy and, and save some money and use that money toward a different position? Because when you're bringing a guy like Marcus May, I'm thinking like a one-year deal. You're not think I'm not thinking a big, you know, extent a big deal. So I think it gives you some room too to see how you evaluate the safety position. Do you want to spend, you know, decent money at the safety position, or do you want to, you know, have one higher paid safety and go the draft route? So I think with Marcus May, it gives you, you know, that resource because it's only gonna be a one-year deal. How yeah, you he? just oh go ahead. I was gonna say how how old is he? Twenty-eight, I believe. Twenty-eight. 28. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that, that would be cool. Yeah, but you guys think of when you think about elite safety duos, I mean, just look at the Bills, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Like, if the Lions could get two really good safeties, that would be huge for this defense, especially this defense, because they, they ask their safeties to do a lot. Do you see them being that type of safeties? Like, do you see them being a, an elite duo? With Walker and May, probably not. Yeah. But I think it could be a, a good not, duo. Like, I, I think it could be a really good duo, though. It could be a good duo. But yeah. you're talking about the Bills, like those guys. I don't, I mean, no, those, those guys are different. Yeah, I don't see them but, like that. Yeah. You have to draft, like, what's his name? To even think about having a duo. Kyle, like Kyle that. Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> that will probably be the line shot to get in the – either one elite safety. I mean, that would probably be your your shot at doing it. Or like if you sound like a Marcus Williams, you get a brisk Marcus or Williams. Lewis scene. I mean, that's that that could be nice too. Yeah. You know? so, something or Daxton with, Hill, maybe Daxton I'm Hill sure. with Marcus Williams. They're they're kind of like maybe similar type of safeties, but I think I think Marcus Williams would definitely probably be the best option for Detroit as yeah. far as elevating that secondary and making it better. I agree. Something with Marcus May that you also have to factor in as well. He had a DUI um, October 21st of oh man, year. so I would factor oh, that man. in as well if the Lions want to take a shot on that. So I mean, uh, I don't think that should be an we're issue. Not, we're not in Vegas. I mean, if this was if we're in know. Vegas. This would be a big problem. Like you can't <laughs> you can't have anything driving record DUI nothing if you're in Vegas. But yeah. here in Detroit, I think they'll be fine. Uh yeah, I don't think that should be a problem here. But don't drink and drive. That's so stupid. Yeah, man, they have so much resources too, man. I don't know why they do it. It makes yeah, zero man. sense, dude. It's, it makes really zero sense. But he did it, and he faced the consequences in October 21st. So with that being said, let's go on to the cornerback position. So Melbourne kind of mentioned it. Like the cornerback position is a little tough in this fringe market to kind of what you really want to do with it because you don't necessarily have a guy that you think is a lockdown guy in this cornerback room, but you have a lot of gritty guys that – I think you could count on to be stars on your team. You mentioned Amani Awarya. You mentioned Afati Malafanu. You got Jeff Akuda coming back. You got Jerry Jacobs coming back. Um, you got AJ Parker in that nickel. So you got a lot of guys there at that cornerback spot. A lot of young guys, a lot of inexperienced guys. So it's going to be interesting. The Lions want to go a free agent route and maybe get themselves a staple that could be on this team for a couple of years, or do they want to maybe go a one-year route? Uh, get themselves a veteran safety that just has depth, or do they want to go maybe a veteran corner route and you know get, get a guy that's you know good for one year and that that these guys could continue to develop you know behind this guy, whatever it may be. So it's gonna be really interesting to see what the Lions end up doing with this cornerback spot. I'm gonna start off with you, Pierre. Who's a corner that intrigues you in this free agent market? 
Uh, this is a corner who actually played with the Rams. Brad Holmes is familiar with him. Aubrey Pleasant is familiar with him. He was undrafted in 2018. It's cornerback Darius Williams. Um, he's 5'9", 187, smaller player. He struggled this year a little under Raheem Morris. He gave up 100.1 pass rating, but in 2020, right? 2020? Yeah. Like last year, uh, under Aubrey Pleasant, he had four picks, and he only allowed a pass rating of 59.9. So... You bring him back with Aubrey Pleasant, a guy who developed him, and they're familiar with him. Maybe he comp- he he competes a little with AJ Parker in the nickel. Give AJ Parker some competition, and he could also play on the outside, but it's not ideal. He's five nine, um, but he plays bigger than his size. He's a good corner. Just this year wasn't his year. Spotrac projects him at fourteen point six million. I don't see that. I think it's maybe more in the seven to nine, ten million range, something like that. I think with Darius Williams, I think you could definitely upgrade the nickel spot. We mentioned AJ Parker had a good year. It was, it was a you know fun year, undrafted guy. But I think AJ Parker obviously had his ups and downs at, at that nickel spot. And if they want to go yeah. a route where they want to maybe go a more secure route, a guy that they trust a little bit more, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think there's more competition on the outside spots than the nickel spot because outside of you know AJ Parker, there's not really much you're really dealing with at that nickel spot. You know, you had Will Harris kind of step in that spot when AJ went down for a little bit. And then other than that, you don't really have much of the nickel cornerback spot. So if the Lions kind of want to ensure them, assure themselves a guy that's definitely an upgrade like Darius Williams, you know, he, he also offers the versatility where he can play the nickel on the outside. You know, I, I don't think that's a bad route because I think he's definitely upgrade from AJ Parker, even though yes, he did have a good year and, I think yes, he, he's a capable starter in this league. So it's gonna be interesting what they what they end up doing with that nickel spot if they think AJ is good enough going into the year or do they want to upgrade that spot? Yeah, so he played on the outside with the Rams um this year, but I feel like with five nine, he's probably more suited in the nickel. That's fair. That's fair. And but uh, he could play inside and outside. So that yeah. that's good for you. Don't need to have well, like for example, if you have an injury, you don't yeah. have to have Will Harris come in. You could have a guy like this who that's, could play both spots. That's fair. That's definitely fair. And yeah, he he could play both spots. And you, like you said, had success with our with our DBs coach Aubrey Pleasant, who obviously worked with in 2020. And for the record, him. for the record, I'm just gonna bring it out there. I'm not, I'm no longer scared if we have we have to play Will Harris in the game. No longer scared. I'm just saying it's I was scared last year. I was scared last year. I was terrified. But if he has to play nickel, I want to I want to be scared for a good game or so. I, I still am not really that comfortable with it, but um I'm not scared, but like wouldn't you rather have a guy like Darius Williams or a veteran Absolutely. partner over Will Absolutely. Harris? That's Absolutely. all I'm saying. I think Will Harris is a is a perfect emergency situation. Like put him in. And I, if he's in, I I'm I think he's a better corner than he is safety. So I actually looked at something. If the Lions release him, they could save around two million in cap space. I don't think that's worth it. I mean, I, think, I don't I think, think they would. Not, but yeah. he's, he's, he's too versatile. He, he, I don't think he's, he's a good idea. He's, he's kind of valuable. I mean, he plays both safety spots, plays all corner spots, and he's a special teams guy too. Yeah. So, so there's not really uh, a reason to save money on Will Harris. I think he's better suited to keep on the roster. You need guys like that. You don't just need superstars on your team. You need guys like. Who could play every position if you need it? Because we know this game. There's injuries every, any opportunity an injury could happen. So, mm-hmm. you you need guys who, you know, you're somewhat comfortable with if they have to step in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. One thing with Darius Williams, there's some websites that have him at 29 years old, and some 
like he's going to be 29 and some that have him at 27. So I don't know how old he is exactly. <laughs> That's, That's a, a big difference. For example, Google has his birthday. He was born in 94. So he's like, they have him at 27, but PFF has him at 29. I don't know which one's real, which one's not. So he's 94. I think we just got to count back. 94. I think he's what? Is that, is that 27? So PFF has him at 93. 94. 94, 94 is 27. Yeah, but PFF has him at PFF has him born in '93. Google has him born in '94. What the hell? Where was this guy born? <laughs> so, yo, I don't know, but honestly, I don't think it makes a difference if it's a short-term deal, if it's a one or two-year deal. Um, if it means anything, birthdays, two-year deal. If it means anything, Wikipedia says '94 and he's 27 years old. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then the other websites have him at '93. I don't think that's a big difference in this case because. Oh, 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 but on NFL or on the NFL. <laughs> Maybe he is 20 on the NFL app. He's 28. What? Yeah, I don't. I mean, if he's 28, that's fine. 27, who, whatever. Who has his birthday right? I so don't weird. know. It's not like he's like Thon Maker or like Bull Bull. He's not like from Africa. He's from here. He's American. Yeah, they can't get his birthday right. Like, that's like if I had to like guess, I feel like maybe the NFL and PFF are more accurate than Wikipedia. If I was yeah. a player and this happened to me, I'll be very offended. <laughs> these websites can't get my damn birthday right. No, but I mean, that's, uh, that's my stuff, dude. It's not like, yeah, it's not like he's like a foreign player from a different country. He's from America. Like, we should have these records. Yeah, but uh, I mean, he was undrafted in 2018 and he's worked his way up. He deserves a contract, two to three year deal. Bring him back with Aubrey Pleasant. And let's try. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, like I, think I, I think I can confirm he's, he was born in 93. Okay. So, so now we got confirmation. 20, so 90 years old. That means he's 28 years old. He's 28 years old, yes. Yeah. All right. There it is. What's your thoughts on Darius Williams? Me? Yes. Um, I think that'll be a solid pickup. You know, just like Pierre said, he could he could play nickel, he could play outside. I like it. I mean, how much money do you say that he would probably Spotrek has him at 14.6, but I think that was last year's projection because last year he had a great year. 14 um, million. No, I think maybe he's more in that seven to ten million range, somewhere around there. Okay, yeah, if he's around there, that's perfect, man. I don't think we need to pay a corner that much money no, this year. Absolutely no. not, unless yeah, like, like unless you get lucky and maybe you go after JC or Stefan Gilman, but I don't see that happening. So no. Yeah, I don't think we. Just, I don't think we need to. And JC is going to cost twenty. So yeah. <laughs> no. JC Jackson would be a stud, though. But he no. would be a yeah. stud. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying to pay a corner, but JC Jackson's a stud. He yeah. is. He is. He's a, stud. He's a pro bowl, pro bowl corner, all pro. Yeah, he's think, a really good. Corner. This is a little bit off topic because this is going to be a little bit not talking about the Lions rights for a second. But That's do you think fine. the New England is going to bring him back? I know they they have a problem resigning guys. Or, they have or paying guys. It. They have some cap issues, but Bill Belichick normally pays like the top guys, his top players. He's paid. Gilmore, yes, he's paid um Hightower. He's paid like all those top guys. He's paid his safety, Devin McCourty, right? We'll, we'll see if he pays him. I don't know if they'll pay him or not. I I don't know. He's a dog. He's one of the that. better corners in the league right now. I would say he's top five for sure. He is. He is right now. He is top five. I I don't know, Malcolm. That's a good question. I I don't know. If I had to guess, bro, right now with their cap space, probably not. But you could always restructure some contracts, get stuff done. No, he's definitely worth it, man. He's one of the top corners. He he he, he takes care of his, his role, man. Wherever you know he's lined up, whoever receivers there, he, he does a really good job. So let me ask this question, guys. If say if some miracle happened and he wanted to come to Detroit, 
Say he, I say he said I want to play in Detroit. Do you get rid of some of our, our secondary? Not for twenty million dollars. If he wants to take it for fifteen million dollars, sure, come all aboard. I'm I'm all down for JC Jackson. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like, do you still keep the, the same corners on the roster, or do you try to move some guys? If I JC, maybe try to move Amani. If JC says I'm taking a discount to come to play to Detroit. Yeah, I mean, Amani's a free agent after next year, so mm-hmm. you can make JC your long-term guy instead of Amani, which I think is no offense to Amani, but uh, a media upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and you don't want to get rid of Jerry Jacobs, rookie deal, Fabi yeah. Malfano, rookie so, deal. You want so, those guys. So, so Amani will be the, the odd guy out pretty much. I think so. If it's JC Jackson, I mean, it, this is not going to happen, guys, but if it's JC yeah. Jackson, you're doing this. I'm sorry, Amani, but you're doing this with JC Jackson. So, yeah, I, I, I get you. A hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. So Malcolm, what's the corner you, you're interested in? All right. So I said this earlier, man, I was having a hard time trying to find a corner because I really like our cornerback room. I really like it a lot. I really, really, really like our cornerback room. I, I love what Aubrey Pleasant is doing with these guys. So I really think these guys, even though that they were rookies last year or first or second year players last year, I think they're going to take another leap this year in year two with Aubrey, with, um, Aaron Glenn, I think they're going to take another leap. So I think we're going to see another level of these guys. So I'm really happy with these guys. Now, if I'm looking at the free agents right now, and I'm not really – I don't think we need to replace anybody. I'm going to keep it as, as it is. Now, I do want to add a veteran, though. I do want to add a veteran to the locker room because right now I think the only veteran is um, Amani Warrior. I think he's is, – is he the oldest guy in the locker room as far as our, our corners? Yeah. Well, you had Roby. Well, he's afraid. Yeah, Amani. Amani. So, uh, yeah, I think we need – we definitely need a veteran. And I think a good guy that will be in there, and I think we get him for dirt cheap because he, he's coming off an ACL injury, is Jason Verrett from San Francisco. I think he could come in and he doesn't have to start for Detroit because he he, he is a guy that has an injury. He's been battling injuries a lot throughout his career. But if you look at what he did in 2020, he was one of the, one of the better corners in 2020. And he actually made a Pro Bowl, I believe that was in – he actually made a Pro Bowl in 2015. So he's a guy that has experience, and if you don't really count, on, don't need to count on him to be your starter. I think that probably minimizes the chances of injury for him. And he could, if, if something were to happen where you need a, him to start, I think he could um, go right in and probably play any position. So yeah, I would like that pick, and I think he'll be really cheap. How old I is like Jason Thirty. He is. Yeah, he, he's he's a little bit older. He's thirty. I think if you do bring him in, it'll be like a one year deal type situation. You know, I, I mean, he's a former first round pick. That'll be a really good pick, man. I think we'll get him for cheap. Yeah, a guy like Jason Brett definitely makes sense, if, especially if you count on the guys that you have already to start. And he's just kind of a guy as depth if you, whenever you need it. It's kind of like what we kind of, I think, imagined of Quentin Dunbar last year when we brought him in. It's like he could start, he's going to compete, but you don't necessarily have to guarantee him a spot. I think you could do that with Jason Bray. You can give him a one year cheap deal. He can compete with your guys. If he's better than your guys that you have right now, then you could start him. But yeah. it's not a guy that you necessarily have to force to the spot. Absolutely, yeah. Just like Quinn Dunbar, same situation. Yeah, that makes sense. And make yeah. make his contract incentive based too, because I'm looking at his contract he signed with the uh, Niners. It was one year, five and a half, four and a half guaranteed. But he had some per game active bonuses, and he had a Pro Bowl bonus as well. So they had some in- incentives in there. So if you could. Give him an incentive-based deal and bring him in to compete as a starter. And if he wins, he gets a job. If not, he's your backup. 
Yeah, yeah. The only problem with him is that he's just been injury prone, man. He's yep. been battling injuries his whole career. That, so, he's a really talented kid, man. I feel bad for him. Yeah, very, man. Ran a 4-3-8. I, I saw um, in his combine when he ran, um, when he got drafted. And he said, yeah, he has the speed. He could cover. He's he's good. He just he's battled injuries. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a very talented, but unfortunately, he's been hurt a lot. I, I think with his injuries too is if you if you're young guys that are like just light years better than Jason Verrett, you could always. I think you could even maybe give him a contract where you can move off him after camp if he's if your guys are better than him and you don't even really need him. Exactly. Oh yeah, like maybe to a quarterback needed team. You know, never know. Training camp injuries happen. Teams get yeah, desperate. You could, yeah, maybe you make a trade or you could cut him. Whatever you know. Whatever. If your guys are better and you don't really need him, if Melifonwu is a more than serviceable guy that you can count to be an outside corner, or you have a Kuda still, you want to try that experiment out, and you have too many guys and you don't really need Verrett. Yeah, maybe you can scoop up a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick, whatever it may be, depending on how he does in camp and. If he has value and the team needs a corner. So I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. I like it. Or like even midseason, right? Like midseason. mid-season like yeah. If, if you have like a lot of depth and the team needs cornerback help and they call Detroit up or whatever, that's with any position. If you have a depth at a position and the team calls you up, you listen. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and, and we've seen corners, man, they can go for good value, especially if they're playing really well. Like, I'm not going to say you're going to get a day two pick from Jason Verrett because the role that you're going to have him in, it, it's not going to be that. But, you know, an additional fifth, maybe like that. That's probably the upside. That's not bad if you can get an extra fifth for just a free agent signing, right? Yeah, that's really good, man. Yeah. All right. Um, the guy I want to bring up, and this one's interesting. So I'm kind of like Malcolm. I didn't really necessarily have to like lock in a guy, but I think this is a guy that had a really good year and a guy that you could count on to be a starting corner. If you bring this guy, I think you're going to probably have to start him. I don't think you have this option like uh, a Jason Verrett where you could bench him or you could just trade him at some point. Now, could you trade him at some point, this guy? Yeah, you could. But I think if you bring him in, you're definitely going to start this guy, at least going into week one. And the guy I'm bringing up is Rasul Douglas, uh, previously played with the Green Bay Packers. Rasul Douglas, man, this is a really good story here. So he's only 26 years old right now. And Douglas was one of those guys was, you know, kind of a high draft pick. Didn't really live up to the expectation in Philly. Uh, Ended up being a practice squad guy with the Cardinals going into the season. And, you know, the Packers needed a corner with Jahir's injury. And they bring Rasul Douglas in. And Rasul Douglas comes in from the Arizona Cardinals practice squad. It absolutely balls out, takes, uh, takes care of his side. And him and Eric Stokes, the rookie corner from Georgia, just were really, really good on those outside cornerback spots. And, you know, I think it's fair to say it was a breakout year for Rasul Douglas, and he's going to definitely get a contract this year. So, you know, if the Lions want to go out there and invest a little money to that cornerback spot, I'm thinking maybe around that $7, 8000000 million range. I think that's what his, you know, value is right now probably. Um, I think that would be fine. You know, give him a one, two-year deal, have a, a guaranteed starter alongside with the Mania Warrior. I think that's pretty, you know, I think that's that's funny. You know what you're getting out of those two guys, two guys that had really good years. And then he rolled AJ Parker and then nickel. I think you have a solid secondary at that point too, you know, with Damani, Rasul, and AJ Parker. So this is not necessarily a must. This is almost kind of a, I want to call it a luxury because the guys you have are nice and you can count on them, but they're not guarantees right now. But I would almost say this is kind of a luxury if you go out and get a Rasul Douglas. Now I, this this is, brings up the question I had kind of like for Pierre, man. Um, what do you do with Jeff? If because bring, if, you, if you bring in, yeah, because if you bring in Douglas, most likely, I mean, from right now, we're looking at it, most likely it's going to be Douglas and, and Amani starting. Yep. Yeah. 
So you can't have this third overall pick just as you a can't purpose. be as a backup. No, you can't. So, so, so what do you do? If you're bringing in Douglas, if you want to go this round, you, you want to think about moving Akuda to safety. This is assuming they're done with the experiment at corner. I think that's not a bad idea because you're figuring out the safety position at that spot. If you want to keep Walker, you want to upgrade it with a guy like Marcus Williams. And you're getting some really good corners then at that point because at that point, you're having AO, Douglas, Parker in the nickel. Then your safety position's figured out at that point because Akuda's on a rookie deal. And then you still have the money to go out and invest a guy like Marcus Williams who want to do that. So you're investing money to the secondary, but if you think about it, it's almost set at that point, and that could be something. But that's if you're giving up on the experiment of Akuda at corner. I don't know if they're ready to do that, but that could be a lot of fun if, if they're done with the experiment. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Akuda, he's actually, I think, your highest-paid player in the secondary. He makes – he was like – what does he make a year? I mean, uh, overall pick. I'm about $8.3 million a year. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because I just thought of the number. I'm like, damn, he didn't get eight point million to do what? 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 Uh, well, let, let's let's slow down a little. Yeah, know, I, know, I know. Little. I know. It's been it's been rough, and I'm just hoping that he has a Matthew Stafford type career. First two years injury, comes out, be and dogs out and be and be nice. So let's let's let's, let's see. I think one thing we also have to look at is if the Lions get really good production, like if they sign a veteran corner, they get really good production out of that corner, and then they have Jeff Okuda playing just lights out football. I think Amani Ori could be a trade candidate as well. How yeah. do you how do you see that though? Is I guess he would have to he would have to completely beat him out in camp. And I'm saying like I just if, don't if see they, that happen. Like if they're competing in camp and Okuda just looks like the he looks like a number three overall pick, and, and they sign a veteran corner, and he looks good. Um, I think Amani could be shipped. Well, I think they play equally as good. I think you should Amani Akuda. because yeah, because you know, they have a, a free agent after next year. If they're just as if they're playing the same up to par together, you got to go with the Kuda because you have two years of you know a reasonable contract with the Kuda at that point. And yeah. on top of that, bro, you have JB Jacobs. I mean, we don't know how serious his injury is, or we don't know like all of that yet. But if he comes back healthy. You know, that's when you take that little jump from year one to year two. And yeah. year two to year three is when you take that big jump. If Jerry J could just take a little jump, you already played at a high level in his rookie year. You can take a like little jump. He, I mean, it, these are good problems to have. And yeah, you didn't yeah. even bring up Iffy. I mean, Iffy, he's another guy that I think could right. take a really big leap his second year. So that's why I'm really hard on our, our corners right now, man. And I think our guys, our young guys who played good, could take a leap this year, and who knows where that could take him. I mean, we saw that with Amari Warrior. I mean, we thought Amari – I mean, I, I didn't. I, I knew Amari Warrior is going to be Amari Warrior, but a lot of people thought Amari Warrior was mm, – okay, could be out the door. Jeff, Jeff could have going to place him. But, you know, Amari Warrior is just showing that he could be a capable starter. I don't think anyone thought Amani was out the doors. I thought they. I thought always everyone thought they were, like, going to be together, but everyone thought Akuda was going to be the corner one. I think that's what people thought. Yeah, I remember when we had um the the veteran from last year, Quentin Dunbar. Dunbar. Quentin Dunbar. We all a lot of people thought there was gonna be Dunbar and Amani, uh, Dunbar and Akuda yeah. starting. And there I don't was, think anybody. I don't think anybody wanted that, but that was the legitimate competition. That's what Brad Holmes yeah. did. Yeah, that 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 was the conversation. But you know, look at look at what Amani did. He took a big leap this year. Six picks. He did. He played well, man. I think he he definitely. Showed out this year, and who knows yeah. what's gonna, what the future is going to hold for him. <laughs> Next year, he could play even better. 
Yeah, man. And you always want to have competition, whether you have good players or not. It's always good to have competition at all positions. Oh, yeah. We definitely, in that cornerback room, we definitely have the competition. There's a lot of guys, man. Jerry Jacobs. They're all hungry. Jacobs iffy, hungry. Iffy. I, I, think, hungry. I think Iffy could take, could surprise a lot of people next year. I think the hungriest dude, though, is probably going to be Okuda. He just wants to prove everyone that he could play in this league. We'll see. He's now got he the most to prove right now, believe he, it or not. I mean, he does. Yeah, he does. I think this is it for him. This is, this, this is it. This is it. Yep. There's absolutely no more excuses for him. If this he gets is hurt, it. or if he like, if he doesn't play well, um, I mean, if he gets hurt again, you're done with him. Or if he's bad, you're done with him. I mean, yeah. you're not picking yeah. up his fifth year option, obviously. Absolutely and not. Yeah, I think last year. Release him, maybe. Yeah, I think last year. I think they kind of gave him that CB one job. They kind of. I don't think he really did anything to earn it. I think they kind of just gave it to him. It no, was like, they were right, saying gonna... he was like the star of training camp and stuff. Like Even that. before training camp, he came in as CB one. He did. I think. No, he did have a good camp though. Too, he did have a great. He did have a good camp. So I mean, but, like he did earn it. I would say. What I'm trying to say is that he's gonna have to work his way up. He's not gonna start at CB one when he comes no, to training camp not. this year. So I don't think to, so. He's gonna have I to work his way up to try to be CB one, and yeah, he's gonna have to impress a lot of people. And I think he knows that too. Yeah, he does. I mean, he has to know it. Bro, the just thing that sucks is like we saw him get beat, but against Debo, we didn't really get to see any more plays. We just saw like it was just that San Francisco, and man, I don't know. That sucked. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, and then, you know, and I'm probably one of the biggest Jeff Okuda criticizers. No, I'm not. There's people who probably criticize him way more than me, but I honestly felt like he would have really had a really good year last year. Yeah, if he was healthy, I honestly feel like he would have had a a, a good year um, last awesome. year. I mean, not to you know say it was a good thing by any means because his injury was terrible, but we probably would have never seen a guy like Jerry Jacobs come out or even Melifonu even get a shot. And yeah. those guys probably just never get an opportunity if Akuda you know was playing all year, which I think people would prefer Akuda to play. So I'm not I'm not saying this is a good thing by any means, but you would have never got to even see those guys probably. I, I see mean, what you're saying. I mean, Amani did get hurt towards the end of the year. Yeah, that was, that was an injury that probably wouldn't happen <laughs> you know, if they were meaningful games. They said, you I know, mean, Amani, your hand's a little boo-boo. You could sit out these last two games. But man, I, I, really like, I really like a cornerback situation. That's probably, you know, I think, was it last year when I said I was scared of our cornerback position? Yeah. Yeah, it was. it was last year. It was last year when I said that because, because I was who do scared. we have? I was scared of Bobby Price. I was scared of Jerry Jacobs. Uh, I, I, he I didn't was know terrified. He didn't I was know terrified of those guys. I remember. Yeah. I remember saying that man, like how bad of a situation would be if your starting corner was Jerry Jacobs. Yeah, I said that. I said that in the, in the preseason. Like I think it was week week three of the preseason. I was like, man, like what will we do if 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 he's our starting cornerback? But now look at him, man. I, I now I think this is a strength. I think. I think- that, yeah, we look at like the two the two strengths. You look at our offensive line and our cornerback position. I think our cornerback is, is going to be a strength next year, especially if we get a, a a beast that could put pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, and Jerry Jacobs to me like was what we wanted to Kuda how how Kuda to play in his rookie year. That's I mean, Jerry Jacobs outplayed his rookie. He he outplayed his draft position. Like he wasn't even drafted. If you he, told he, me he this have a kid, position. if you told me this kid was a second round pick, I'd be like he was still a good pick, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Which is the way he played. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I imagine it was his first second round pick, and they're like, "Who? 
Who do they oh, draft? Yeah. That'll be, be that'll be definitely a Delani Tavai situation. If and then, but, but and then, like he just came out and balled out. He's like, all right, all right, bad homie, we see your eyes. Yep. That now, fun, but, if that happened, you would never be able to question any pick uh, Brad Holmes ever pick. You'd never be able no. to question it. I mean, I liked his picks. I didn't really. There wasn't no really head scratcher this year. We got to give some time, bro. We got to give yeah. some time. Yeah. No, so far, I mean, we've seen and some positive the signs. The crazy thing is. I mean, we talk about the offensive line all the time. That's the biggest strength. And I definitely agree the offensive line is the biggest strength as far as the guys that you have out there as your starters. But I think you can make a legit argument. You have better depth at the cornerback spot than your offensive line, which is crazy to say with how much praise you give the offensive it's, it's, line. It's fair. Yeah. If you're talking about overall with the depth and everything, yeah, cornerback is probably first. But you're yeah. talking about the starters. I think we have. No, no, no That's what I'm saying. Because we, we, starters are – that's a top unit in the NFL. But as far as depth, like if – we mentioned if a corner goes down, we have a competent a lot of these guys. But if a guy, God forbid, like one of our left, one of our tackles go out, like you don't have that same faith you do at corner. Yeah, you don't have like Matt Nelson. Hopefully, he could take another set next year. But I would bring in some competition. We can say that for another episode when we preview the O line and stuff. But yeah, bring some competition in for that man. Definitely. Okay. Well, I think with that being said, I think that's a wrap to this guy's this episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed our defensive back breakdown of some free agents that are out there and that, that could make potential sense for the Detroit Lions. And we'll come back next week with a new position we haven't necessarily figured out, but the Lions damn near need every position right now. So we'll probably talk about every position that's out there in the market. So maybe we'll go offense. Maybe we'll stick on the defense. We'll see. So hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Breakdown of DBs. Leave those five-star reviews. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you're all staying safe. And I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy, Malcolm. And I am out. Peace. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.